0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Victory Monday episode of the Fly Suite podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Bengals game, some of the recent additions by the team, previewing the Jets game, and then continuing with Picks Without Thought. We're going to clean it up a little bit this time, make it a little bit shorter for you guys. Jose, I love asking you after the win. How are we doing today?
1: <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Um, do. Everyone's feeling very cheerful, aren't we? Because are. uh, it's six and four. You know, you're sitting at six and four. You're officially tied with the Kansas City Chiefs as of now. Of course, obviously, that's going to change yeah. tomorrow with a win or a loss, Um We are Chargers fans tomorrow, are we not? We are. We are huge Chargers fans. Like, I'm I'm bleeding
0: blue and, or or I almost said orange, blue and gold. Powder blue. Powder Powder blue. blue, Powder, you're correct. Powder blue. But you bring up the topic, and I got to ask you, because I'm going to ask you until it's mathematically impossible (laughs) or mathematically clinched. Raiders making the playoffs? No. Oh, come on. (laughs) We're six and four, and like you just said, a. Game or a half game out right now, as it stands from all the right, division. All right, all right, all right. I'll switch. Su- I'll switch. I'll switch. I'll
1: switch my phrasing.
0: Hell no! Oh my god, <laughs> I I can't do this anymore. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I what do What do we gotta see? What do we gotta see?
1: We gotta see a blowout. No, I'm just kidding. No, that <laughs> it, 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 the blowout doesn't matter to me. And as I'm speaking, that I can already imagine what everyone's thinking of. Oh my god, this guy really is a hater. He's such a negatory <laughs> guy. Like what the hell? And everyone's being a Matt a Matt Holder fan. So you're welcome, Matt. I love but, it. Um, just
0: bring it on. everybody. Everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, you know, it it today it was a win. Okay. It's good. Wasn't a great win. It should have been a good win. It should have been an easily let's just take a, take care of yeah. business, but they let them hang around the whole That's time. True. Um it was it was ugly. But yeah. once again, like, you know, the Raiders saying, just win, baby. The win's a win. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp too much on it. Cause it's not like that one just just kind of a sloppy win's gonna deter me from the way like I feel, or just it's gonna be a reason for why I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. But it's just that I still don't trust this team, man. You know, as, <laughs> through, two, through ten games, six and four, you know, they that's a solid record. That's great. I, you know, six wins was the most I thought they were gonna have. Yeah. Once AB was officially like went AWOL and everything, and all the injuries to the offensive line, I was like, God damn, this team's gonna go six and ten at the. You know they're gonna go six and ten for sure. And prior to well, prior to the AB, I mean prior before AB went A wall, I thought they were gonna go eight and eight, nine and seven. But now it's looking like they are gonna go nine and seven or eight and eight. Um, it's just tough. You know the Bills did win today. The Indianapolis Colts won today. Yeah. I mean they, I know they do have the tiebreaker against them, so thank God for that. They're holding the sixth seed, and the Steelers lost. And I have. I don't really think the Steelers are that great, so maybe they can get in. Um, what I'm saying, hell no. I, okay, I'm not being exaggerated. <laughs> I don't think if they're locked to not make it. The course is always a chance. I just don't. I just don't have faith in them. Still, you know, I love what the offense is doing. It's just that defense, man. It's that defense, and I don't see the offense coming in as often to save them. You know, pulling on the superhero cape and just let me just save the day again. Let me go Derek Carr mode and. You know, Derek Carr had a good game, not a great game, but another good game. And it's just, I just don't trust them. And just, I feel like everyone else around them is just going to keep on pushing to, you know, X them out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hear you. You know, it's definitely, I think I said it on here last week where, you know, I definitely wanted to see the Raiders blow them out. You know, I felt like this, everything was working in their favor with the extra time to prepare. And, you know, I think on that end of things, like you said, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to complain being a Raider fan for my entire life and seeing them in, what, the middle of Nova, November with a playoff seed. So they got the job done. I mean, you got to tip your cap there, but definitely wasn't the prettiest win. But as you guys know, we like to start things off on a positive note, get those good vibes, except for Jose saying that the Raiders aren't going to make up the playoffs. We'll just we'll just, we'll just ignore that for now. We'll, we'll pretend like we're starting it right now. Nice. All right, the first guy I got to talk about, and I think – everyone's going to be talking about tomorrow and all week and maybe for the next 20 fucking years. I don't know. My guy, Mad Max Crosby my finishes guy. the game. Shut up. My guy. I love well, okay, whatever. Everyone's He's guy. my guy. Well, what? whatever. Well, okay, Chris song? Jesus. Right, what that hurt. And I know Chris <laughs> is listening and I just want Chris to know that that also hurt. But anyway. My guy, my Max, Mad Max finishes the game with four sacks and the best part is three of them come in the first quarter. One on that final drive. I mean, the guy is just killing it right now. Jose, what what are our thoughts? How are we feeling
1: about Mad Max? Uh, that he's exponentially better than Cle- Cleland. I am a ghost, feral. Um, <laughs> this guy, I swear to God, if you if you switch if you had switched these two's draft status, which obviously I think yeah. I probably would have killed him and you would have killed them too oh, well, if that I mean, had been everybody the case. Would have. Yeah, but I mean. Then it clearly looks like it was the right pick, but then again, you know that that, that feels like such a cop out narrative. Yeah, that, yeah. That, but that though, it's 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 kind of fun to bring up. But <laughs> no, like oh my god, dude, these late these mid round picks of the Raiders are so saving their early round, their first round picks because other than Josh Jacobs, you know, obviously Abrams is out, mm-hmm. so that's not necessarily a miss. That's a watch yeah. for the season. And Farrell overall, we still, I think, at least I feel the same, that even though he had, like, a nice performance, and I think today he also had a sack, right? He had a sack no, game today? He didn't, because he he's kind of okay. quiet again. Yeah, I think, and I still notice he was out on a good amount of passing downs, so he, he's, he's starting to f- climb up to the contributor status, but still, I'm going to put him on the pedestal and say, you're still playing like poo-poo. Me and josh jacobs solid everyone else has been balling me man foster Moreau, jesus christ yeah, man Kill it i did not expect this guy i remember when no. i was writing on just block baby all breaking down each of these players i said oh yeah this guy's cool it's a nice like depth piece Someone that they're gonna have to mold and it's gonna be on the coaching staff and the coaching staff is doing a great job the tight ends coach getting this guy to make sure that he's ready to take on blocks and he's been a significantly better receiving option than i would have thought in any day of the year oh, yeah. any no one saw this coming. So he's being a he, I think he Moreau is the most X-factor of this draft more than I don't know pass rush Obviously is such a critical position and Mad Max is making it so better for this defense But Fossum Moreau to me has been the X-factor this draft, just because I mean he, it was a fourth round pick But just I come on. No one. No one talked about him. No one yeah. talked about him And he's affecting the running game and passing game if it's just creating mismatches all over but dude Crosby I did not expect I I thought you know typically when the fans see little highlights of players they get all excited and get so hyped up and Mad Max is going to be a great player for us and I mean I think someone dropped at our mentions before like during the summer talking about Mad Max was going to be an established player which obviously he wasn't he's barely coming on the second half of the season like with these sacks but Man, what a beast of a game! I mean, I don't, I, I still don't want to take too much because it was against the lowly <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bengals, true, true. but you know, sacks are sacks, and we can see that even against the Chargers, and he's been ascending, and that's a great sign to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, you hit, you hit the nail right on the head with he's been ascending. You know, the thing that I'm loving about him is he's winning with the finesse move, he's winning with pass, power moves, he's winning on stunts, and like I mentioned earlier, he's coming up in those big moments. And of course, you know, like you said, Bengals' old line is not very good. But shit, man, four sacks is four sacks, and I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think back to Khalil Mack's five sack game. You know, not to bring up open wounds or anything like that. Back in two thousand fifteen against the Broncos that went on to win the Super Bowl, you know, we herald Mack for that performance, and that was another terrible offensive line. Better than the Bengals is now. I mean, like I said, that team went on to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But you know, these are the games that when you're a rookie and when you're a mid round rookie. These are the games that you get up, get under your belt and build some confidence. And like I said, the guy and or like you said, you know, I feel like the guy's starting to make up for, you know, Farrell's lack of productivity in the pass rush. And who knows, maybe at the end of the day or a few years down the road, we're looking at Farrell as a a decent run defender or kind of our run stepper on the edge and, you know, Max Crosby as that Jared Allen kind of guy, which I've seen uh, a lot of people compare him to lately. And then, you know, he, he's starting to live up to it. I'm loving it right now. I, I can't say enough good things about my guy, my guy,
1: Mad Max. I'm claiming him. He's my guy. Are they just, are you just comparing him to Jared Allen? Just because he's white, the same way they're comparing kind of Redfro just because he's, to Julian Edelman and Wes Welker, like, come on, Probably man! A bit. These players can be. Can we just compare these players to other players and not can you know put well, the think, ethnicity mask on them? I think with
0: Jared Allen too is you know it's the small school pros, prospect and mid round pick too. There's a little bit more than but just. being a bunch white. of other but, uh, yeah, say about
1: that too? Why are we saying Jared Allen just because he's white? I mean, I, I'm not trying to get all like you know no, like touchy touchy in this race or political or whatever you want to consider, it, but this is like it's just like come on, man, guys, we really just like. Just trying to put these guys in a box like that. These guys are bigger than that, but yeah, That's dude. True. Max Crosby doesn't just... have a mullet, <laughs> although he looks like he—he he he looks like he could have one. <laughs> he but... looks like he could have one. Just imagine that. Yeah. But no, yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's really bowling now. I did not think he was going to be that this great of a contributor. I mean, you just got to take. Once again, it's just. Wasn't against a great team or even a great offensive line, but that's what you want. You want to make sure that hey, if these guys have talent, then they take advantage of these lowly mess matches. All right. So, as much as people want to say like you know oh who what team what team have what what opponents have is your team defeated or who have they gone up against? Well, I feel like the same can be said as well. They dominated those matchups. Yeah. And the fact that they did that prove that they are concrete talents. And if you aren't, then you're not taking advantage of those sure things. You know, you're not making you're not making it a constant. You're turning it into a variable, and that's a good thing. That these guys are not making this these matchups a variable. They're turning it into a constant. They're making it like, okay, this is a sure thing that they knew they were going up against poor opponents. And they took advantage of it. So, good. I'm glad they're taking advantage of it. Once again, just like how the Raiders are taking care of business on these lowly opponents, even though this win against the Bengals wasn't as convincing, but it wins a win. Yep. And now you're going to go on the road to New York's uh, East Coast 10 a.m. games always are a killer for West Coast teams. And the Jets yeah. have been rolling a little bit. I mean, they're not a great team by me- by any measure, but yeah, that's going to be a—that's—oh, that's, that's uh, ooh, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, we'll get to the Jets game in a bit, but— The story of this game is, you know, you felt like we should have blown him out. But at the end of the day, like we're saying, wins are wins in this league and six and four in in the playoffs are. We'll take it any day of the week. We've been Raider fans for too long. The (laughs) other guy I want to talk about a little bit, though, was Trayvon Mullen. You know, Mm -hmm. if if the guy could get rid of those bricks that are attached to his end of his wrist. I mean, the guy would have had like three picks and probably had like two touchdowns by now. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's getting those pass breakups. You know, I'm getting the feeling like the guy's starting to come into his own and maybe even be the corner number one. Daryl Worley's still the guy as of right now, but I'm loving what I'm seeing. Gets the pick to steal it, drops those bricks, turns them into hands. I mean, it's beautiful. We're just seeing so much from this rookie class right now.
1: And that's another one that we're, that they're hitting the nail the nail and the head on. And he's actually the one I was really excited of. Between all the first and he was the fourth pick overall right Uh, in terms of the order and Mm -hmm. yeah early on when we were starting this podcast he was the one I was most excited for between the first four picks and he's showing why and this guy is just in the right position at the right time he has the great instincts he has the great fluidity in his hips he's not getting turned around like a top hella easily in coverage yep. and it's just exciting to watch he's playing great corner ball and i'm just drilling at the mouth like this guy is like just amazing to watch the whole time and i just just making me wants to go out there and play a game with him but yeah i mean even though he wasn't able to reel him in at least he's, he's at least he's in position so that's good you know it's a rookie he should learn from that and he needs to start working out okay cool i'm getting i'm in the position i'm getting past deflection all i gotta do is convert on them and then boom now i'm starting to now once i start reeling these off then eventually i go from a whatever corner to all of a sudden a solid to top corner so once he gets those then we're going to be in a great position and also it's he's clearly just what the raiders wanted what mike mayock and john gruden wanted and what their ideal corner was to be
0: absolutely i mean yeah you talk about addition by subtraction sometimes, and you know mm-hmm. that's what it's looking like right now with that Garyon Conley trade. Not only is uh, do you get the third round pick out of it, but you also get to play Trayvon a little bit more, and he's proving you right now, right now, and making you look like a smart guy. So, yeah, he's been a.
1: God damn, he's been a significant upgrade from Conley. Conley was horrendous in the games he played this year, and I was an advocate that he was going to be solid this year. I didn't put him in the elite category that a bunch of fans, of course, always Mm want to elevate these players to be, but I was a believer in him that he could have reached that, Um, and, you know, things didn't work out. He just couldn't, whatever it was, he never was able to execute. And come Trayvon Mullen, and look, all of a sudden, this guy's fighting, and he's, He's in the right position at the right time, and he's making the plays when needed. Although, also, he is making some errors, a decent yeah. amount of them. But you know, it's just be expected with a rookie. That's yeah. why you you just gotta live with it and hope he develops into into a, just be, he's able to develop into a solid corner. He's able to mold out those mold out those spikes that are in the clay right now. So that way, he become you know legitimate.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's taking his lumps, but like you said, we'll expect that from a rookie. We'll take that, and like I said, the future is bright over there. As we like to do, we like keeping the balance. You know, when we think about the negative, there was 17 points on the board. But the f- interesting thing is, if you look at the stats, you know the receivers balled out. I think Carr put up close to 300, maybe had his most yards in the game. Obviously, that's not the biggest. That's not the uh, end all be all for him. And you know the Jacobs fumble did play a factor into that. But yeah. then again, I keep scrolling down. And I was worried about it last week, kind of shook it off because of the short week. But the offensive line to me had another game where they just Oof. started to struggle again. You know, I know they gave up three sacks. I think that ended up being seven, uh, seven quarterback hits in total. And then five more TFLs again, which was pretty damn similar to what it was last week against the Chargers. You mm-hmm. know, I know the Bengals aren't a terrible defensive line when they're not on the field the entire game. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people are claiming, calling for this to be you know, an elite unit and get frustrated when you're not seeing the Raiders unit ranked or the Raiders offensive line ranked that high. And I mean, these last two weeks, you know, at the end of the day, you're 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 allowed a few bad games and I get that. But it's for me, it's two weeks in a row where I felt like the offensive line, you know, was holding the offense back a little bit. I'm curious for your thoughts.
1: Uh, It's funny around this time around the league because a lot of like the good like elite teams that are you know are supposed to do their job they've been fumbling the ball lately like the saints last week you know a bunch of the elite teams last week they dropped they dropped they dropped the games you know the saints Raiders benefited like i said yeah the raiders benefit you know even the niners who look like well that was a good that was a good game in general but like a bunch of the good teams in terms of what they are known for doing like they were completely taken out of their their world their realm and they were just put on their butts yeah, and just for the second straight game, the Raiders, who were known as a great offensive line, just weren't they. They weren't great today. They were they were yeah. sufficient, but they weren't solid by any measure. And yeah. Colton Miller was a big part of it, at least from what I saw. I don't know if two. I, I feel like two sacks. Were I know accredited. at least
0: yeah, at least one, and then at another least hold, one. and then there a, was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah another yeah, hold where he was got one.
1: beat. There's for sure one where he just completely just got blew by. Like damn, Colton Miller, that's the rookie year Colton Miller that I saw. (laughs) Like that, that was the one that gave me the chills about this year. That there's no way this offensive, this offensive, uh, this offensive scheme was gonna work because of him. And he got beat. And yeah, like you said, they they're not terrible offensive. I mean, defensive line, but it's not someone that you should allow them to actually just continue to just pound against you you know you exactly. should have been the dominant factor and it's definitely a big reason why they were not able to get a convincing win yeah. that front seven or the front defensive front of the Bengals was able to actually battle with that offensive line i don't know if maybe like one or two of the players are injured i don't know if Trent brown cuz he did he did he did come He's in with an up, injury yeah. he did come with an injury designation although he wasn't really like one of the crutches that adhered to these faults mm-hmm. but still it's not something you want to see i mean i know it's and now you're gonna go on the road against the Jets, who are also are not a big, a big pass rushing defense. Um, you have time to try to bounce back, right? Yeah. You've been falling asleep, so just gotta get that adrenaline, that that adrenaline shot in the arm, and wake up because you cannot just you cannot keep affording to having these slip-ups, yeah. All right, because there was times where card just drops back, or like drops back, and the moment he takes that step up, sacked. Like yeah. Three seconds, like all in every replay, I counted all the sec, all the all the sacks were three seconds or less, which that's not acceptable by any measure. That's how I know these offensive linemen are just getting completely obliterated. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, you're you warranted some bad games, but
0: you know, this one was one where you felt like again, like as a whole, you you had to get right, and you know, I know Jacobs ended up with the hundred yards, but it felt like at least from my perspective that. You know He was doing that in spite of the offensive line play, and that just speaks to how great
1: Jacobs is. But And even the running game a little bit, they were getting like, a decent amount of penetration. I mean, I yeah. know they were they were bringing more than just, the, obviously, the defensive four that they had yeah. there because the Raiders are a bit predictable in terms of, obviously, they want to run the ball and establish the running game and punch defenses in the mouth. But that was... It, they they knew what was some of the plays were coming. They yeah. knew, and they just rushed up and try to like contain and just make the tackle and such. But I, I saw a little bit of that Gruden acknowledged it too. That's why they ran a good amount of play action. I love it. I love seeing yeah. the amount of play action this year. So much of a difference between the last two seasons. Even though I know twenty seventeen wasn't Gruden, but it's just I love actually seeing that play action is being utilized. Counter yeah. the play, get them going one way and the other, and find a play, player open. So. Those play actions definitely got a good amount of the play, uh, the play calling going, and just kind of a little bit negated what the offensive line was allowing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do mention, uh, you know, a little bit of the play action and Gruden's play calling. But the thing that I noticed is, you give Gruden ten days prepare, and he comes out in the wishbone. I was <laughs> fired up. I mean, you, I, I, like most coaches, you know, you get your your more time to prepare. Maybe come up with a few wrinkles. What does Gruden do? He turns back the clock to the like 80s and 70s and we're we're running the wishbone. I was looking for Carr to like fake it and go with the triple option. I was getting fired
1: up seeing that wishbone out there. Speaking of Carr taking it, he took it for an actual rushing touchdown, which some fans- I was so fired up. Some fans have been complaining about, Cor needs to run it more. <laughs> like, no, he, re- he really doesn't need to run it more. It's just situational he needs to yeah. be more cognizant about. I don't know why some fans want him to be Lamar Jackson.
0: No, and, he's not that. But
1: you know, Like, like honestly, some people are like, he needs to run more. He needs to run completely more. Like, no, he doesn't. That time, he needed to run. Situational awareness, which he had. He was like, screw it. I'm going to take this. And I'm going to score. And he and I, had – that's a baller mentality right there. And I think that shows his
0: growth. You know, I don't know – yeah. Um, you know, last week when I think some people posted the stills and I kind of noticed it during the game where, you know, it was like a third and two and I felt like he could have easily gotten the first down, had to use his legs, but give him credit. He took that learned over the week and then put it together and scored a touchdown. I think what second or third rushing touchdown of his career. I was mm-hmm. fired up, man. I'm just glad he didn't fumble. Yeah, exactly. No reaching the <laughs> ball out this
1: time. When he goes up the middle, he's straight, but just don't let him rent the <laughs> sideline of the pylon. Then exactly. you're screwed. Exactly.
0: All right, well, moving on to a different topic. You know, last week after we recorded, of course, you know, as everything seems to happen, the news breaks about the Raiders after we record, you know, the team brought on two new guys in DJ Swearinger and Deion Jordan. Swearinger ended up leading the team in tackles, you know, played sparingly, which I guess speaks even more to him being able to be out there and make more plays. Um, It was a bit of a coverage sack, but Deion Jordan did mix in, get a sack today. I'm curious, you know, Jose, of those two, you know, do you see both of them making an impact, either one or one or the other, or what are your
1: thoughts on those two acquisitions? I'm really excited about Deion Jordan because he's placing Arden Key's non-existent, but <laughs> that guy is a ghost. We're talking Sam Darnold probably sees him every day just because <laughs> he is a ghost. But yeah, Deion Jordan's going to make a lot of noise. I know both of those players showed up on the stat sheet, Jordan with a sack, Swearinger with a uh, leading in tackles. And um, replacing Carl Joseph—that's that really sucks. Carl Joseph was on there. Imagine how much better his defense would have been. But yeah. I digress. Yeah, Deion Jordan—I'm really excited about. I think he's really going to turn it up. I really think he's going to turn it up. I, I think I wrote—I think I wrote in a piece on just blog baby back in February that Deion Jordan could be like someone that they could just poach just for like depth yeah. purposes and just to see what he has. Um, I think that was before I even knew about any of his like suspension issues or anything. But yeah, this guy, I think, once he finally starts to get acclimated and settled in, I think he could really take off. He's definitely going to be a better upgrade than Arden Key, and that's exactly what this defense needs more pass rush to make the secondary better. And it's just going to be night and day if he's able to take off in the next few games, especially coming up for the Chiefs game, which I think is going to be after the Jets game. And yeah. if he's able to really like get his his feet are sunk in, he's able to like actually just unleash himself then god damn man he's gonna be he's gonna do wonders for this defense and swearinger he, he's just a fill in. I, I you know it's not really much he's gonna he's gonna impact it's just you know because obviously the positions but even if you took that out just the two players i just think Deion jordan if we're comparing like swearinger and carl joseph or Deion jordan arden key it has to be deon jordan and that front that defensive front is just gonna even get, get even better especially after the showing crosby had today so i'm excited to see what they do
0: yeah i mean I think it's a little bit of the opposite, you know. Personally, um, you know, I, I think Swearinger this year will make a bigger impact because of what you're talking about. You know, the Raiders' safeties have had just I don't know, like the worst bad luck or whatever is going on. Everyone's going down, and mm-hmm. that's a, a big part of Paul Gunther's defense. And I, I mean, I think Swearinger. It seemed like the reason why they, Arizona let him go was more because of you know locker room issues, or he was getting into it with the coaching staff, which isn't a good thing, but. It's better than him just not being able to play anymore. Now, that being said, him being available at this time of year and not being injured or suspended is also a bad sign. So, but you know, I think another area where he can help out too is in slot coverage. I know last year he fared all right, nothing spectacular, but you know, we think about Lamarcus Joyner going down, he's the primary slot corner and obviously hasn't played well in his own right either. And maybe Swearinger can help out in that regard too, or at the end of the day, kind of fill that role by uh, but that Carl Joseph leaves behind. And I or that's why I think Swearinger is uh, might be a little bit more impactful this year. You know, as far as Dion Jordan goes, you know, I get it, you know, with the Raiders pass rush the way it's been the last few years, you're kind of at the point where you're just kind of throwing anything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Um, but I do think, and maybe it's a little bit of my bias, you know, I'm a big Oregon fan and I never really got the hype around Deion Jordan. And then, you know, <laughs> his, his time in Miami was not good. And, and maybe I'm holding that against him a little bit too much. Cause I know he was productive in Seattle, never a full-time starter, but ended up wreaking some havoc in the pass rush. But I don't know. I just, I, maybe I'm having a hard time just giving over to what I was talking about, you know, with him coming out of the draft where I never really got the hype around him, um, you know, I didn't really feel like he was that impactful as a, of a rusher at Oregon. He was a good player, nothing that I thought warranted a, a top five pick where he ended up being. But like I said, you know, for the Raiders, they need pass rush help. He's probably or is probably the best player available, and it paid off today. You know, it wasn't a a game changing sack where he's beating the offensive lineman right off the snap. But at the end of the day, you know, he's smart pass rusher, and smart pass rushers make sacks, and gotta give it up to him.
1: All you got to do is think about it, He's going to be an upgrade over Arden Key. Because Arden yeah, Key wasn't doing anything. Right, yeah. So this guy, if you just compare it, like, okay, then, yeah, he's going to make a dramatic good difference. And if you want to do Swearinger and Carl Joseph, nah, you know, he's a little bit, he's a bit of an up, a downgrade. But, you know, considering this point in the season, like you said, that's a great pickup. Yeah. Because they could just be completely lost without him. So now that they have him there, it's like, cool. It's significantly a softens the blow. But I still just think that, they weren't getting anything out in canny anyways. And Deion Jordan, I True. think they'll actually get a decent amount. So that's that yeah. that will go levels. And that will help the defense so much down the line. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. And I hope it works out for him. You know, It's, a, it's an inspirational comeback story for the guy. All right. We're going to move on to previewing the Jets game. You know, um, a couple weeks ago when I wrote my prediction article for Just Blog Baby, you know, I, I felt like this could be a trap game. I think the Raiders are good enough to still are better than the Jets to still pull it out. But yeah. like you mentioned, those East to West or the West to East Coast games typically do not fare well for the West Coast teams. Uh-uh. And I mean, the Jets have talent. Like, let's not get this wrong. Jamal Adams is a fucking monster. I was watching him on Red Zone today. Every game I watch, he's just all over the ball. Every single play like and the guy is just a monster. I I Absolutely loved him just stealing the ball from Daniel Jones last week. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Le'Veon Bell is a problem for the Raiders.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, we talked about the, the running game today. I mean, the Bengals just rattled off 173 on the ground against the, the Raiders. And Le'Veon, granted Joe Mixon's a good back, but Le'Veon's one of the best in the game. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, this game is is gotta be a little worrisome. I don't know. What are your
1: thoughts, Jose? Okay, you definitely gotta be worrisome. And it's once again why I'm saying why I don't trust this team to make the playoffs is because this defense is gonna kill them in the end. Mixon and Le'Veon Bell are not too far off. No, they are the same type of player in terms yeah. of play styles. They're both like versatile pass catching backs that can easily kill you both on the on the ground and in the aerial game. And Mixon did that today, even though he's been pretty much non-existent for a majority of the season through no fault of his own. Same way Le'Veon Bell, if any non-existent game he's had, it's through no fault of his own. You know, just the offensive line, just poor play calling, though they're picking they're picking it up together. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if maybe they're playing out of spite of Adam Gase, because there's a, there's a lot of turmoil of reports going on over there that they're like, they're together, but they're not really, but they're just playing. So it, it, it's all a bunch of funk over there. Yeah, But... it. Yeah, that's definitely something you're going to look at. You know, it's definitely not the pass game you're going to be too worried about. So hopefully the Raiders maybe like want to sell out a little bit on the running game for Mm -hmm. Le'Veon Bell. Um, The Jets don't have slouch receivers either. Jameson Crowder is a solid receiver. Robbie Anderson, of course, and I hope no Raider fans who are listening to this all of a sudden think they can shut him down. <laughs> when I'm pretty sure for a whole week, everyone was pounding the table. Week. We need Robbie Anderson. We need Robbie Anderson. <laughs> he's good. Now all of a sudden, we're going to want to like downgrade him just because he's playing us. Like, Come on. Let, let, let's, let's keep the same standards. That's how Our it Robert goes, said, Yeah, that's how it goes. Always the fan goggles. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, Robbie said although Robbie Anderson hasn't been as effective in the offense. Maybe it's just because of like the attitude That's what I'm saying. I don't know that seems weird But who I do know is gonna come out like I said is Jamison Crowder living on Bell, you know, you can never discredit Robbie Anderson um, I think there's another receiver that I'm forgetting but point is those are still decent enough pieces that can gash his defense because this defense is like you know a bottom yeah. 10 a, they're pretty much almost bottom feeders essentially He's going to, once again, come down the, on the offense. Is Josh if – we're going to run Josh Jacobs, try to control the clock. You know, I love that they were able to keep him out for a series. That's that's pretty much, I think, what they're doing. Or, I mean, not what I think. It's pretty much what they are doing is that they want to preserve him, preserve his legs because they don't want to, you know, run him to death. You know, <laughs> and then that no. by, by that time, if they do make a playoffs, and this guy's going to go for, like, 20 carries for, like, 18 yards or something like that. But – yeah, I like how they're shuffling the players, and the passing game is still good. Carr's making the great decisions, except for that one interception. I don't know what the hell yeah. he was thinking. That was horrendous. Yeah. That was ugly as hell. But other than yeah. that, luckily it wasn't a game killer, and he's overall played a great game. And um, hopefully he picks it up because the Jets' defense is not that great, other than the player you mentioned, yeah. Jamal Adams, yeah. who's easily like a top ten defensive player in the yeah. league. That guy, that guy can easily. If, he can easily be in the back pocket of Derek Carr almost every snap if he has to be if they're playing him right. So Gruden, Gruden's been good at scheming a players, a defensive players, excuse me, scheming around the, the best defensive player that he's going to going against. He's good at scheming against them. So I wonder how he's going to work against you know a safety who's up top in the box at the line of scrimmage in the slot. This guy is just everywhere, man. He's like a Rubik's cube. There's different looks with this guy, so you never yeah. know. Yeah. And it's man, it's gonna be tough. I feel like Josh Josh you easily if there was fantasy for defensive football, then Jamal Adams is an instant <laughs> start somehow. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like like we said, you know, tough matchup and the Jets are coming off two games, a two game win streak. And I know they're a bad team, but a bad team with confidence can be dangerous. And right oh. now they have no reason not to be. I mean, yeah, they haven't won against great teams, but two games is two games and that that'll give anybody some swagger and it's kind of funny you bring up you know um, Gruden being able to game plan around the best defensive player you know it's kind of like I kind of reminds me a little bit of you know Belichick's a defensive guy and what Belichick's able to do is take away your best offensive weapon now mm-hmm. Gruden obviously has a long way to go to catch up to Belichick's you know hype record and whatnot and I'm not gonna give him that crown anyway but you know I, I think that's a that's a fair comparison at this point if with uh Gruden and that's going to be on test this this week with uh, Jamal Adams because, like you said, that guy does not stay in one spot and can oh. easily mess up your game plan offensively.
1: And of course, Raider fans are obviously so it's so profound at this that it doesn't matter if the team is like bottom feeding. It doesn't matter if the team's garbage. If they are on a hype, then they will punch a good team in the mouth. And of course, all the all the crap Raider teams in the past fifteen years have done that. You know, having. Out of pocket wins against good teams, you know it's 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 almost like a write-in that a a a, like a shitty team is going to have a good win against a good team, and this could be one for the Jets. So don't just I hope no Raider fans discrediting the Jets, and this is a perfect time for the Raiders to lose because it is a road game and the Jets are riding a good winning streak right now, and the Raiders are coming off an ugly win, their ugliest win of the season, and it's just it's it's not a pencil in, you know, as much as that's why I hate saying. Look at their strength of schedule just because of their record. <laughs> like, okay, the record doesn't say much. It's yeah. like it's like it's like if you're gonna come to a conclusion about a quarterback on their win loss record, that doesn't what does that say to us? What does that say to me? <laughs> I don't understand it. Like, what does their yeah. win win loss record say to them? Oh, well, it's because they win more than lose. Okay. <laughs> it's as if that player was significantly the sole reason for those wins and losses. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, no, stop it. All right? So this this is not a given and hopefully once again they they do not fall asleep like they did in this game for a good majority and they wake up and you know they're ready for the task.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about it this week of getting out of town with a victory. You know, I feel like this next week's even more so. You know, last week I know I wanted to see I said I wanted to see them cover and dominate. This week for me it's it's all about getting out of New York with a W. Whatever it means, mm-hmm. one point one point or twenty, I don't care this week. You know, Just tough matchup. Tough matchup. All right, we're gonna move on to our newest segment of picks without thought. Um, last time we we're we're gonna clean it up a little bit from last time. Now uh-huh. keep in mind uh, these spreads are this is we're recording this on Sunday night and these are the first real raw spread. So these can easily change throughout the work. I would not put your life savings on any of Jose's picks because okay. he's lost like three last week. But anyway
1: i lost only three last week hey, that's pretty solid no you lost
0: three life savings last week that's oh <laughs> I, I, I if if someone goes back and writes down all our picks and logs it that's great but i yeah i'm not gonna be the one doing
1: that <laughs> last week was like the like vegas easily beat vegas easily vegas won against everyone week. not just yeah. me everyone got oh, yeah. clapped yeah
0: all right you ready to go jose let's go all right cue the music all right, first game, we got Thursday Night Football. Texans, or sorry, Colts at Texans. Texans are favored by three and a half. Who you got?
1: Oh, give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. I'll take that. I just, Jacoby Reset. Jacoby Reset.
0: <laughs> going with the Colts. I'm going to go ahead and take the Texans this game. Got beat bad today. I think they come back on the short week, piss off, and I think they ultimately end up winning that division. I'm going to go with the Texans there. Yeesh all right the next game we got is carolina at new orleans and then it's new orleans nine and a half <laughs> that's a tough one because carolina just got their ass kicked today mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna go a half i'm gonna have to go ahead and go with them i don't think they get blown out by double digits back-to-back weeks divisional
1: game i'm gonna take those points what about you jose i think i'm gonna have to go with that just because of chris mccaffrey man there's no way that they're gonna get you know deboed into the locker room again like that <laughs> yeah that, that was embarrassing all right, and then we got the Broncos at Bills. Bills minus five, who you got? Give me Denver. They should have beat uh, the Vikings today, so give me Denver.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always said it. You have a good defense, you always have a chance. I think they cover that five, no problem. Broncos aren't as bad as we thought. They're just terrible offensively. <laughs> All right, and then we got the Lions at the Redskins. The Redskins are a three-point home dog. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the home dog. I don't trust the Lions without Matt Stafford. I know they're a better team, and I know the Redskins are terrible, but I think Dwayne Haskins can get his first win in this one. I'm going to have to go with the,
1: the Washington Washington on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions still. I'm going to go still. with the Lions still. Just uh, The defense is, like, spiky, but I still trust them enough, and I do not trust Dwayne Haskins with any fiber of my body.
0: Yeah, I, I, I hear you. All right, then we got Miami at Cleveland. Cleveland is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Who you got? What
1: the hell? I'm going to take Miami, man. Just because the Browns all of a sudden look a little decent. Like, no, no. Miami still fights hard. They they didn't quit today, so give me Miami. Yeah,
0: I'm going to take Miami in that. Give me the points, and I'm going to go out on a limb. I would look at the money line on this one. I think the Browns are oh. going to have a little bit of a, little bit of a dra- like With the Miles Garrett situation, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a fallout. Maybe the attention's not quite focused on this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami ends up walking away from Cleveland with the win on that one. Keep an eye on that one. Definitely taking them in the 10 and a half all right and then we got the Giants at the Bears Bears minus seven taking the Giants I'm watching the Bears offense be absolutely putrid against the Rams I don't trust them whatsoever give me the points
1: Bears are minus
0: seven Bears are minus seven
1: in Chicago Ooh. all right uh I'll take the Giants too because the Giants offensively aren't terrible Daniel Jones makes picks with Golden Tate back in there and Saquon Barkley
0: nice nice all right and then we got our Raiders game at New York uh Raiders are right now favorite at three and a half who you got
1: they're plus three and a half? Give me no, the three the Raiders and a are half. Favored. Raiders are favored. Oh, they're favored. Hey, yeah. still give me the minus three and a half. I think the Raiders could just could just beat them just square outside of a field goal. Yeah, just I think, enough. I think I said on Joss
0: Blog, baby, twenty I'm sticking by it. Raiders cover. Alright, and then we got the uh, Steelers at the Bengals. The Bengals are six and a half point dogs at home. I'm Ooh. gonna go with the Steelers here. Too much time to prepare um i mean cincinnati's awful like i don't think there's much explanation with that one i'm mean, take give me the six and a half or sorry i'll take Steelers six and a half uh give me Bengals six and a half Ooh. i don't think
1: the i think they can actually try to squeeze in that that disparage at the end with especially coming off like even though it was a loss it still was kind of a hype loss for them
0: all right and then we got seattle at philly uh philly is a two and a half point favorite
1: right now surprisingly Oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a pretty good game, but I think I will take Seattle just because of how the Patriots' offense did not look good and the Eagles still sh- did not show out. And Seattle's coming off a bye, so give me Seattle. Yeah, I think Seattle. I
0: like Seattle in that one. I like them win outright. Um, I'm I'm honestly shocked by that line. Feels but like three points, yeah. Yeah, it feels like it, but, but I've I fallen enough traps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, and then we got the Bucks at the Falcons minus four, uh, sorry, the Falcons are minus four. I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Bucks here. Um, I just don't trust the Falcons whatsoever. I know they've been playing better, but I like I'm not betting on the Falcons. <laughs> what
1: There's nothing think? better than a trash team that performs like in the later parts of the season, especially after Dan Quinn gave a play call in duty. <laughs> so give me the Falcons. The Falcons are oh, beating that okay. ass.
0: Alright, and then we got uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by
1: three. Who you got? Uh, that's, just a, that's just a wishy-washy game. Just give <laughs> me the Titans just because I don't trust the Jacksonville either.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Don't trust Jacksonville whatsoever. Don't think Nick Foles is the answer. Give me uh-huh. the Titans in that one. Um, Alright, then we got the Cowboys at the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by six and a half. Man, this is tough because I feel like Tom has not looked that's great. Tough. I feel it, like, but the six and a half is killing me. Um... Screw it. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Take the Cowboys. Give me the points.
1: Take the Cowboys, and I hope your girlfriend's listening so she can give you shit (laughs) for doubting them. Come on, man. Plus six and a half, that's easy money. The Patriots offense has been a shell of themselves. The defense is legendary. Top two, easily. But Cowboys should be able to keep that within a score. I I agree, I
0: agree. All right, and then we got probably the game of the week. uh, The Packers at the Niners. Niners are favored by three right now on Sunday Night Football.
1: Wow, by three? Oh, by that's going to be a tough one give me the Niners just because I don't think they can drop that one I mean I know the Packers coming out of the bye it's going to be a tough one that's going to be a great game but I think I think the Niners edge that out that might go more so to, towards a push if I was able to choose that but give me the Niners
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to take Green Bay here you know I know the Niners struggled this week against uh, the Cardinals granted it's a divisional game and they played each other two times in three weeks but I like the Packers with two weeks to prepare. Aaron Rodgers comes home. I think he'll have a big game in it, his uh, homecoming this weekend. All right. And then Monday night football, we got the Ravens and the Rams. The Ravens are favored by three. I keep expecting the Ravens to to fall Ravens. and come back down to earth, but I'm taking it here. Yeah, you're taking Ravens. the Ravens? Yeah, Ravens. I feel like that no, one's pretty No easy.
1: explanation, Ethan.
0: All right. And that was Picks Without Thought. Well, uh, someone will someone, – maybe, maybe we'll keep track later. I don't know. I probably don't want to look at those again (laughs) before we wrap up I wanted to do something we haven't done in a while which is the best thing I saw today now Jose I don't think you caught this because you were at the game I'm pretty sure I'm almost 100% sure you didn't catch this but I was watching it on TV and when the Raiders it was in the beginning of the fourth quarter when they went for it in the uh, when they went for that first down or first down on fourth down um, with Alec Ingold right before the play they show the sideline And Brandon Parker starts trotting out on the field, and Tom Cable, I swear to God, catches him with one hand, just goes, "No, not so fast, my friend," and sends his ass right back to the bench. And I was dying laughing
1: on my couch. Wow, that's indicative. Like, damn, we messed up, Jeff, in your ass. (laughs) God, man, that's hilarious. I got, I got to, I got to find the video on that. You have to tag. You have to tag the video on this when you post this pod because that's. Yeah. probably not everyone's seen it but that's kind of like whoa where do you think you're going you think you're gonna get a quarterback killed negative i'm not gonna <laughs> lose my job over you that's pretty much what he said yeah it, it was goddamn hilarious i
0: tweeted out I'll, I'll, <laughs> hopefully there's a video maybe i'll go back and watch it on game pass or something and and record the and screen record the clip because it was it was hilarious but that's awesome i digress <laughs> all right jose that's all we got for this week where can the good people find you at j sanchez si get at me people And you can follow me on Twitter at mholder95. Follow the pod if you're not already, at SweetFly. Send us in those emails, flysweetpod at gmail.com. Other than that, until next week.